We are CEOs, executives, educators, and professionals from all sectors of society who support the global expansion of betterment in the world through joy and joyly. I'm your host, Cheryl Lynn, founder of the Chair of Joy Experience. Together, we have developed the World Council of Joy, and our council invites CEOs and innovators from impactful organizations to the Joyly podcast. We showcase how generous, bold, and fully engaged they are in their work and what a culture of joy is to them. Hi there, my beautiful Joyly Studios um, people. Thanks for joining me here today. I am with the amazing Joe Swinger. What did you say to me earlier before? You're uh, Joe Swinger and not the uh, not the, the swinger on porn or what was it? Well, yeah, when people say they check me out online, I always have to remind them I'm not the swinger with the porn. I'm the <laughs> leadership guy, you know, the coach. So tell There's me just... A- Yes, we're going to get right into this juicy uh, podcast today because I really want to see you authentically living in the chair of joy. We talked about that a little bit, but give our audience some background about who you are. Um, You wrote a couple of books and you're doing some corporate training in some Fortune 500 companies. So tell me a little bit, please. Well, currently, I'm the founder of the Silver Linings Network. Uh, It's an organization for uh, people over 40 who want to make the second half life the best half. And I call it by living the VIP life of vibrancy, impact, and purpose. Uh, my background, I have probably 30 years in corporate leadership, mainly in the retail sector. And uh, I, I was known as the manager for from hell for about half my career. And then uh, went through a transformation to become a enlightened servant leader. Uh, this is when the movement was going in the 90s. And... Uh, you know, finally got out of corporate jail, what I call corporate jail, and uh, a couple of years ago, and uh, that's what I do now. So I help people as a personal coach to make the second half the best half, but also to get people uh, out of corporate jail that are stuck there and really want to um, make some big changes in their life and have impact. So tell me briefly one quick success story of someone who you took out of corporate jail and got them on a different train. Well, yeah. So uh, I, there's people in retail. I'll use somebody there. They don't know whether they're in the leadership sector, uh, running a big box, probably, you know, 15 years with this last company. And, you know, mid 50s, probably 50 pounds overweight, uh, very stressed out. And, you know, it's a very difficult time in leadership right now with everything changing in companies. And, they just asked me, well, you know, what what they should do. And, and so I walked them through a lot of the options. Uh, this person was financially secure. And, uh, you know, again, what's typical is people don't know what they want to do. They, they know they want to do something, but they don't know what, because they really uh, haven't had time to explore their needs and, and desires and goals on how to make an impact. And so with this person, I, I walked them through we went through uh, some plans on what to do, and they, you know, finally left the corporate world, and uh, are re- still really on the discovery about what they want to do for the next 20 years. And we're constantly changing. You know, you, what you do for five years, uh, you may change again in five years. As as we could see, this COVID kind of throws a curveball. 
So the, the environment out there is interesting, and it sounds like you are uh, teaching people a new skill set, very similar to what I'm doing. So the, the waking, wait, what is it, the, the, the book, Wake wake Up the Magic Within? Uh, awaken the Magic Within. Now, that's basically a kind of fictionalized story of my transformation from the manager from hell to uh, an enlightened leader. So what would you say if you could give us a, a, a sentence or a couple of words around what the what the uh, aha moment was around becoming a manager from hell or to what you are now? Well, I, you know, I I was doing a great job. I was one of the leaders in the company. And then uh, right about this time, they came out with these employee surveys that uh, were not common at the time. And uh, I found out that uh, everybody hated me and you know, I, after upon discovery, it was, Joe was always one of those guys who cared about the numbers. And so I really had to do some uh, self-exploration. And I happened to be on the road at another, you know, one another one of our locations. And I, I just decided that, hey, I am going to go to work as a motivational speaker. Now, granted, I didn't know what a motivational speaker was. I had no idea about becoming an author or anything. I just knew that I was going to go to work the next day and start impacting people's lives positively. And, you know, in the journey in the book, I, I call it the seven essential virtues for incredible success. Uh, the character in the book got it all in one night. It's, it's a process, you know, because you, you do it a day, you do it a week, you do it a month. And it's like, well, Joe is uh, acting different, but uh, he hasn't really changed until that just becomes who you are. You know, you don't, think about it anymore and you're there every day for for your subordinates and and uh and so that's what i train leaders on how to do you know how do you get away from the pressures of the job and the leadership and getting the numbers right you got to get the numbers because many people either go for the numbers or they're too easy on the people and they don't hold them accountable you know they're afraid of conflict and you, you have to balance between the two well, it sounds like you are living the life of a servant, authentic leader. And what I love about you the most is that you took the time and the daily intentional focus to up-level yourself and your thinking so that you could create um, opportunities for those people around you, which again, then impacts yourself. Um, so we talk a lot about joy over here. So who, um, what do you think the, the first, the definition of joy, what would you say that is from your perspective? I'm always curious how people uh, address it. All right, so let me tell you this. Uh, upon the discovery, I, I, I found out that I was unhappy on the job and the marriage from hell because I lacked self-worth for, for decades. Uh, you know, that's just the way it you know, came from my upbringing. And there was no self-love, no, you know, always beating myself up. And, and I found out that once, I, and that, you know, as a leader, you're very defensive. You won't take uh, input. And I found out that that's really uh, is the true joy. You know, you joy is not something external that you go on a vacation and you get, although that can happen. It's really about loving yourself and the self-worth and having simple joys, being in a state of gratitude. I, I mean, I, I had one right now before this call where I went in my, at my yard and, you know, kind of reviewed I was gratitude, you know, grateful that I was going to be on the call with you and, you know, a spectacular day here in Albuquerque. And I live 
uh, next to a preschool, uh, preschool, elementary school and a middle school, and just hearing the children laugh, you know, I just felt so blessed that after all the stuff that we've been through with no kids at school, and and uh, I, I mean, really, it, it was powerful. And and uh, simple things like that, I, I live daily in my life. Well, thank you for basically describing the Chair of Joy process that I'm going to take you through. So I love who you are as a human being and how you're showing up in the world. And I appreciate all the work it took for you to get here. I know it's not easy. And, um, and now that you're able to give back is extraordinary. So congratulations on your success, Joe. And thank you very much for saying yes to being on our live podcast today. I really appreciate it. Um, thank you. I've been blessed to be in the chair of joy. Yeah, here you are. Well, here we go. We're going to go ahead and go through the process. I want to keep these really short so that our listeners can really get a flavor for what we're talking about and so that they can also up level. Um, you know, maybe they're in a situation that they're in a process that, you know, their their families, their marriages, outcomes, obstacles, bosses, all the things that we just talked about are not really gelling. Right. And it's pretty simple with a, uh, an, an internal process to focus on intentional joy. So I'm going to ask you very clearly um, our a few uh, very clear questions that you can give me some very quick answers with. So my first question is, do you have a chair of joy somewhere on your property or inside or outside? It doesn't matter where that you could claim as your chair of joy. I, I do. It was the one I just spoke about. Was it a, was it a bench or what was it specifically? No, it's a, a chair with a little like uh, cafe table, two chairs. How lovely. And you just sat in it prior to this. So that's incredible. Incredible. Did you know that that we were going to be talking about your chair of joy today? No, I had, I had no, I had no idea. <laughs> so there you are in your chair of joy. And you said when you're sitting there, you can look out and see what? What do you specifically see? Well, I just see, the, you know, my beautiful backyard and the sky. Because nothing is behind me, I have a full sky. Uh, the, the schools are behind me, but they're, you know, like 100 yards away, but I hear the children. And, and there's times that, you know, I just sit out there and uh, just like recently, the, the sun was setting, Venus is setting, but it was bright as, as all it can be. And then as the evening wears on, you know, Jupiter is bright in the sky and Saturn. And, uh, and you know, I just feel at one with the planets. I mean, it's so like... It doesn't really have to be a big thing for me to experience joy. I absolutely it's just, love uh, gratitude in the moment. I absolutely love the evolution of where you've been to where you are now. I appreciate that very much. Um, I can hear the joy and feel the joy all the way over here from Albuquerque to Wisconsin. So I appreciate that. Um, further, so further, I so I just want to speak to our audience that's listening. So what? What Joe just did is he went out to his chair of joy. He looked around. He heard the children. He saw what he could see with the blue sky. And his feet are on the ground, so he's very grounded. So if all of you could figure out where your chair of joy is right now, just take a minute, look around, put your feet on the ground, and what you, and just take a minute to see what you can see and hear what you can hear and, t and do this for just a few minutes. And I don't know about you, Joe, but a lot of people have told me to meditate over the years, and I always felt like I got it wrong. So this is an opportunity to get it right by simply doing what you just did prior to this call and what I do three times a day in my chair of joy, wherever I am and whatever I'm doing, I can always find a chair to sit down and take a couple of minutes. So the next part, the next part is very simple. I want you to just take a deep breath 
And I, I, um, for everyone listening to think about the thoughts that are pouring through your brain. What do I have to do? Where do I have to go? I have to accomplish. I have things to do. What are we talking about? And think of those as fish jumping out of the water, one right after another. Fish, 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 fish jumping. And when you're taking a deep breath and your feet are on the ground, you're basically giving yourself permission to just sit still and let the fish do the work under the ocean, under the ocean floor. And um, I, I see it as the fish having an opportunity to talk and solve some problems. And if you're a believer in, in a religion or, or a God, that there's an opportunity for you to hear what um, is being said instead of always going, yep, 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 yep. So that's beautiful. And then everyone, one more deep breath, Joe. I'd love for you to take one more deep breath. And I want you to tap into one of the most joyful moments of your life. It could have been just now this morning or when you were a little guy or anywhere in between. And I love seeing the smile erupt on faces when uh, when something comes. What's the first thing that came to mind? Well, I, I'm going to give you one that happens on occasion. Is uh, my family loves to play uh, table games, you know, board games. And when we play the board games, I've got twin boys; they're, they're turning 25, and everybody is laughing and acting crazy, and you know, maybe a, a few swear words or two. I, I, I back up sometimes and just look at everyone and how, how blessed I am. What are the boys' names? To be able to experience it, Jonathan and Kevin. Jonathan and Kevin. And Kevin, yeah. And and just so you know, everybody knows, you, you don't have to have a, a house to sit in the yard. I, I tried to leave corporate jail some years ago and I lost my home and and was in, in with rentals and you could experience the same thing in a rental yard. Just. I wanted to make that clear. I love that point very, very much. I carry a big fancy chair with me around kind of to make an appointment, but I find a chair of joy on a curb or on the front porch or, you know, anywhere that uh, can just be me and my feet on the ground and the ability to look around and see. So thank you for sharing that about Jonathan and Kevin and uh, your ability to kind of step back and take a look. So just let that moment kind of resonate um, from your head to your toe and sort of feel the feel yourself back in uh, that around the dinner table and what that experience was like. And then Joe, that was so perfect. I'd love for you to do it one more time as we continue to raise the vibration of joy in your body. And uh, uh, one more deep breath in. And I want to see if you can go to another place and another time that also was joyful, that all pistons were firing and something felt really good for you. I, I will. It's uh, it's when I signed my first book contract. Uh, now, my first book was uh, I decided in probably 1984 that I was going to be an author, uh, again, with no clue on what to do. And, and we certainly didn't have the resources we have today. And I, I, I carried I carried a pen like this in my pocket as a symbolic uh, meaning that I was going to be an author. And I didn't publish until 2005. And that's uh, the uh, leave your nose ring at home on the wall. And uh, again, you know, being published in those days was kind of a big deal. It's not like today where everybody can just knock out a book on a weekend and get it published. And, and it was a 21 year journey to be published. Somebody that battled low self-esteem and, you know, you, you, you mentioned the to-do voices. It's, the to-do voices are, are there, but it's the negative self-talk that you're not good enough or you're an imposter or like, you know, doing these Facebook lives, you know, who are you, you're, you know, and you're, so that was a state of true joy. And then my goal uh, quickly was to get to the book expo in New York 
And uh, I later realized that, and uh, I was there signing books with all these professional authors. It, it was, you know, just a great moment in my life. I would say you you awaken the magic within without a doubt. So that's beautiful, beautiful. Thank you for sharing those two um, amazing memories. So again, <clears throat> just letting the memory of your sons kind of resonate in the whole book publishing process, but specifically that day when you got the contract and you signed on the dotted line. What a what a miraculous day that was. So again, let those memories kind of kind of resonate from your head to your toe. And if you could give me one word, Joe, that describes the two memories, what would it be? <clears throat> I would say gratitude, what, I, what I've already expressed. And if you could put gratitude in a box or some kind of container, what would that be? It's a, uh, I think it's a gift that we give ourselves. It's accessible to all of us. You don't have to be rich. You could be rich or poor and successful or single or married or whatever. It's it's something that we it's a gift we can give ourselves that's available anytime uh, at multiple times of the day. So you're basically saying your container is you, the body, your yourself. Yes, and and I mean most people know you know write out your gratitude list. Uh, you know you could do your ten things or whatever, but the and that's a great thing to do. But the key is to recognize the moment, and and it's it's more than being present. It's it's realizing that, hey, this is special and I am blessed to be here at this. Thank you for that teaching moment. I'm sorry, I get a little emotional thinking about it. Oh my God, it's very important. And thank you for that teaching moment. I think it's important that we all hear exactly what Joe says, that it is not about the things, it's about the things that are, that it's about what's important in life and what moves us forward. So, all right, so so you're the body and you and me are gonna go. So, so just to reflect and for everybody, what we did there was we made Joe's intangible joy, the gratitude, right? Tangible by putting it in, in a container. And for Joe, he picked himself. Some people pick a vase or a, 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 a ship in a bottle or their, a, a, their heart or something like that. But anyway, you and me are going on a trip and I love for everybody to go on this trip with us. And we're going down the ramp in Bali. Let's just go to Bali for fun. And um, there's a whole bunch of executives or, you know, executive of households, all different kinds of folks hanging out at the bottom of the ramp and they don't understand from you, Joe, what this heart-centered uh, joy is about. It's what's in your body. What if they're confused and they want to learn more? What would you say to them about that? Well, first off, I, I would do some of the things you you have done. You know, you close your eyes, you, you kind of get centered, and you know. To kind of, if, if we're at the bottom of a dock in Bali, I would imagine it's pretty beautiful. And, it, it, you know, so, so get centered and then uh, open their eyes and silently just look at the beauty around you. And, and then I like to do with something that's called rampage of appreciation, where the people at the dock would walk for five minutes and silently just look at everything. Look at the trees, look at the, the birds, the insects, the, the wind blowing on them. And, and, and like you said, get rid of all the noise, the have-tos and, and that kind of thing. Because if that's the beginning of like a workshop or something, it, it's important for people to get in touch with, with those things. And, and then maybe with a little dialogue that it is within them and they could go to that place. And a lot of times, like you did, pick a place that 
is meaning to you. And then you can go to that place whenever you want. You know, that's the beauty of it. And like you said earlier, it costs absolutely nothing. So to, just to remind everybody what we just did there, and Joe helped me do so perfectly, was that he took his words, the words that came from him to those to the audience that was standing there, are often the words that we need to hear ourselves or want to hear ourselves, like how to focus, how to slow down, how to be intentional, how to stop and look around and really see the insects and the birds and the droplets of water and all of those kinds of things. So thank you for that, Joe. Um, um, such a perfect candidate to have on our show today to do this. So one last question around the Chair of Joy exercise. If you could give this uh, container of gratitude away to someone today, who would that be and why? Well, I, I have a friend that's going through some difficulty and yeah. uh, it, it's been a tough year, uh, you know, with the career, with the health, and those kind of things. And, uh, you know, sometimes people that know us don't take to us like strangers, like like my family, you know, you know it's not Joe, the, uh, the author. And uh, I, if I could give that person that box of gratitude and open it up every time they feel down, or stressed or you know ready to give up that you know this isn't this isn't working and just remember to love themselves you know and maybe even have a little mirror in there or you know some favorite pictures and uh that's what i would do isn't it that simple joe i mean truly isn't life that simple to boil it right down to have any experience like we're having right now and talking about what's important and really understanding what it takes to focus on on joy Yes, it is that simple. And uh, we it's like anything. It's like working out the gym. You, you just have to start. It may feel awkward in the beginning, but you, you do it day after day. You're going to start seeing results uh, just like anybody doing anything. And Joe, that's a really good point that I want to kind of end with here today is that it's taken me 20 years to really get clear about what it is that I'm doing and that's important instead of running around and searching and looking for answers outside that the ability to be more joyful and to live a more joyful life and be more productive in my relationship and my marriage and, you know, just the, having the ability to overcome obstacles is really about the fact that uh, we decided to do it intentionally. So the chair of joy is different in that this is developing a skill set for all of us, right? That we can use that kind of blows all other, you know, programs out of the water because we get to really use the skill set that Joe and I just went through to process our um, our approaches toward businesses, family, friends, neighborhoods, communities, you know, everyone can use this skill set and make it impact their businesses. And what's important, Joe, is it's easily to do for you to get out in your chair of joy two, two or three times a day. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Do you get out there two or three times a day? I, I absolutely do. I mean, that that is the beauty of being out of corporate jail is that I control my my schedule and i do go out there uh several times i i do uh interviews uh facebook lives and that and i always go out beforehand to kind of get centered and appreciate many people have not liked the virtual world and the and the, the zoom calls and that but it, it's another opportunity 
And Joe, what if you would have been doing this uh, chair of joy process in your corporate uh, office, you know, whether it be in the boardroom or, you know, taking a minute to go outside and, you know, find a space to walk or sit down? What, what do you think would have been different in your corporate world? Well, I, I love this because it's something tangible. Uh, near the end, I would take people on, on walks, you know, I, I, like I said, the, the appreciation walk. But to put people or one person in a, in a chair of joy and get them to forget about the pain of, of the job and focus on themselves and how they could better themselves with the state of gratitude and impact the customer experience. I mean, that's what it's all about if you're in that environment. And uh, instead of being miserable for eight hours, uh, impact people. That's what I, that's what the VIP life is, you know, have, have a purpose, uh, impact people, and you'll see the vibrancy in your life. In your life. And I think that a lot of people that are listening are business owners or in executive roles. And how does it impact how you have a conversation with someone later in the day? Or what's the email different than you just sent or would be sending? You know, what's the phone call sound like in sales versus what it was a minute ago prior to doing this experience? So I worked really hard on this, uh, Joe, to get a very simple chair of joy process. I see it replacing the timeout chair for children's. I see it in you know, in guidance counselors offices for the for the high school kids and veterans and seniors and lots of people who understand or will begin to understand the, the importance of a chair of joy. So I'm curious what your biggest takeaway uh, today was regarding the chair of joy specifically. Well, I love what you said about the corporate. I, I used to call it a cup of joe where I would take somebody out for a cup of joe. But <laughs> I, I think what, what I love about the chair and, uh, and, and people can use any chair that works for them is Again, when you put somebody in the timeout chair, they're there for a reason, and they're supposed to obviously focus on what they've done in that. But the, the chair of joy is to give it's your moment, your time to love yourself. And uh, in my case, it's gratitude, but in, in somebody else's, you know, make it your own. I, I, if it was a physical thing, how would you color it or paint it or... Uh, whatever you want to do, but that's like your space, and uh, and that's what I that's what I love. Yeah, that's a really good point. And now I'll let you go. But real quick, is uh, you know the people that tell me that their joy, their chair of joy, are stools or the grass by the side of the lake or a hand painted antique uh, broke chair or whatever it is. The bottom line is it serves the same purpose that it does for everyone, no matter what socioeconomic background you're in or what time, uh, you know, constraints or obstacles there are. So, Joe, thank you for being on the show today. I got to run, but what a pleasure to meet you. And I hope we can connect again very soon. Hey, thank you. I, it, I've been uh, blessed to have been in the chair, Joy, and to be on the show with you, Cheryl. Thank you. You are an absolute perfect guest. And everyone listening today, give it up for Joe uh, Swinger, the, the one that's not the one associated with the with the not so good stuff, but what a great name you have and continue on with the good work. Thank you again for being here and everybody that's listening and take care. Thank take you. care. Bye bye. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.